Welcome to Innovative Mindful Solutions with your host, Terry Galler. The stress of our fast-paced business world is exhausting executives and burning out good employees. In this program, we will explore proven ways to transform stress with the timeless skills you need to be successful in business and in life. Now, here is Terry Galler. Hi, everybody, and welcome to our show today. I have a really amazing guest. She is the founder and executive director of Uncopy Programs, Inc. here in Phoenix. She holds a master's degree in counseling from ASU. She is a three-time Ironman finisher and an ultra-marathon runner. She practices yoga. She's an amazing horsewoman. And she's going to bring her unique wisdom to, about the power of mindful connection to our show today. So please welcome Tara Shad. Hi. Hi. Good to see you and thank you. Good to see you. I'm so glad you could do this today. Me too. Cool. So what brought, I know you've, I, you describe yourself as a mindful life enthusiast, which mm. I love. <laughs> so what does mindfulness mean for you? Mindfulness for me means really paying attention to um, every moment that you can in this in this present moment. And how I use it is really a, a check in um, frequently throughout the day to just notice sensations throughout my body, noticing how I'm using my senses, and and ultimately noticing um, where I'm having. In our program at Hunkapi, I say fear versus love thoughts or fear versus love response to a situation. So it's keeping my heart open and moving in love. That's a great, I love that explanation. So what, tell us a little bit about Hunkapi and what it does and what it means. Okay. So um, Hunkapi is a horse program um, in Scottsdale, Arizona. We've been uh, we've been in existence for 18 years now, as we were discussing before this right, started. Right, which is amazing to it's me. It's incredible. I can't believe that I've been alive that long, let alone <laughs> I have a program that's 18 years old. And um, even talking about your kids and how they were have, celebrating their 10th birthday, and now they're 22. It just blows my mind. Right. Um, so we have a horse therapy and therapeutic riding program in Scottsdale and we work with uh, just really a slew of individuals ages three through adult and ranging in diagnoses from autism to post-traumatic stress to substance abuse. Wow. Mm -hmm. And you work with veterans too, correct? We do, yes. With Mm post-traumatic stress? We do. Awesome. Awesome. The thing I loved about your program, especially when I first met you, was to watch you move a person and a horse together in an in an arena in a way that brought them both together and the horses opened them up in a way that I had never seen before in my entire life. Mm. It was the most amazing thing I ever witnessed. And you and I had a, we originally met, I think we had a mutual client Mm -hmm. and I wasn't getting anywhere with her and you invited me out to the, to the arena and I watched you work with her and then I had a session with her and I got farther with her after that session with you than I had in three months. It was mm. the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. Mm. Well, thank you. It was very cool. So what does the word hoon copy mean? 
the word hunkapi means we are all related or to all relations. And it, it stems from a Lakota word or is a Lakota Indian word. Um, and I found it in a book called Horse Follow, Follow Closely, written by a man named Pony Boy. And in the book, he talks about how if a bear comes into camp, the horse whinnies and wakes up the Indian and then the Indian can kill the bear. So the horse saves the Indian and the Indian saves the horse. And this relationship of hunkapi um, for the Lakota tribe is um, stronger than blood. It, it, it's, a, it's a bond that is, it, that's deeper than blood. And it, and it essentially represents um, just really needing one another, that we all have something to bring to the table. We all have something to learn and grow from one another. I, I like to liken it to namaste, but it's, it's specific to the Lakota language. Okay. So it really is about that power of connection. Yes. Yeah. So it's about how that I connect to you, how you connect to me, how you connect to the horse, and how all of that's interrelated. Yes. Yeah. And and I, I when I read the book, it was the first book that was given to me upon um, coming to Arizona. It really. Uh, I, in my young mind, I mean, I was I was your daughter's age when I came to Arizona wow. to start running Hunkapi. And so it was, you know, it, just to give some context around that, like that was that was where I was. And um, but for me, I, I didn't really have words to describe what I felt I had learned from horses, but I knew in my heart that I had to do something. And I, it was the first uh word that represented what I felt like the horses had given to me as a child. Uh, and then go, you know, kind of I want to bounce back and just give a, some accolades to you because we were talking about when you first visited the program. And I think, you know, my, um, I really feel like horses saved my life. And, um, but also meeting you and that shared, that shared client that we had was so important for the trajectory of my life over the next 18 years because there was a point in which you you were telling me that you were doing mindfulness with her but I couldn't understand I kept saying what is mindfulness I don't understand what mindfulness is I, and you just said you're a very mindful person and I still couldn't understand what you were saying and I would read and try to understand what this word mindfulness meant and it felt so abstract and yet um there was something in the way that you said it that made me want to understand how that word could be used to describe me. And listening to you talk about how you you saw us, the your our shared client and I working together with the horse in the arena, I think the, that that culmination of all those events and those words that you said to me were so important. And and now it, it started this quest to really understand and to put into words and to really intentionally put into action and program and programs what is it that makes you mindful from the second that you walk in into the space of a horse right 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 yeah and I think you know I think the interesting thing is you know you and I talked about that early on you were doing it and you weren't even realizing mm -hmm. you were doing it mm -hmm. because to watch you walk into an arena with a horse you are one of the most present people I've ever met. Mm. That once you're in that space, everything else goes away. You can see it in the way you move. You can see it in the way that horse moves with you. Mm -hmm. That you can make a horse run around an arena and stop, and that horse will come right up next to you, and you are completely joined together. Mm -hmm. And everything about that, just watching you do that was so fascinating to me because I'd never... 
I'd seen it in practice with clients, but I'd never seen it in action in that way. Mm-hmm. And so that took my thinking about mindfulness to a whole new level mm-hmm. as well. So I find it interesting that, you know, the connection that we had in that, you know, 14 years ago now kind of sparked us both in a, in a way to kind of think about this in lots of different directions. Yeah. Yeah. It's soon copy, right? We all had something. We both had yeah. something to learn from one another. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and I had never been around horses ever. <laughs> I grew up, I was a city girl. I grew up in New Jersey. We didn't know horses. Yes. Yeah. So um, you were like, okay, here's what you're going to do. We're going to throw this pad on it and you're going to get on. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no, no, really. And she's like, no, really, it's fine. I'm like, okay. And just do this thing. And, and so I was, I just trusted you and trusted what you knew and then tried to practice that mindful mm-hmm. thing. And, and I realized the more I let go of those fears, because I'm on this giant 2,000-pound animal, and could just breathe. I could feel the horse underneath me breathe with me and then just start to move together. And it was magical. <laughs> it was magical. And I've seen you work with all kinds of kids and watch that magic happen right in front of me. It's amazing what you do. Thank you. So Thank you. what's your what's your favorite kind of group to work with? Hmm. That's really difficult. I mean, I, I, I each each group is so special to me. You know, my heart will always be working with these kids that um, are in foster care and um, or abandoned. I mean, that's just my heart. Right, right. Uh, to to be able to just off simply offer love is the purest of all pure. Right. Absolutely. Um, and I get this really unique opportunity with those with those kiddos just to be present and and be fully um, giving of love. Right. And and then I also really, really enjoy working with uh, some of the, the groups that are coming in with trauma because there's so much healing. And, and there's this this beautiful exchange when you allow people really to connect to their body and allow their body to, to serve as guide for them and begin to maneuver that trauma through a mindfulness perspective, through a somatic ex- perspective with the horses. Right. It's just such a beautiful thing for me. That's a great thing. And Mm -hmm. I think the other thing that I learned from you is that the horses are such a wonderful mirror Mm -hmm. that what you bring, they will mirror back to you. Yeah. And so if you're not aware of what your body's doing or you're not aware of what you're feeling, which a lot of people aren't, they're so in their heads, they're really not aware of their body or their feelings, what the horses do and their behavior mirrors that back to you. Mm Mm-hmm. It's true. You know, so it makes it a great symbiotic kind of relationship. Yeah. I mean, just like you said, the second that I got on there, you're in instantly in your body. You must yes. be in your body or you will fall off the horse. Yeah. Which I did <laughs> several times. <laughs> Boom. Um, yeah. So it's it, it forces you to be in that moment. Mm-hmm. And they know the second you're distracted. Yes. The second you're not present with them anymore they'll nudge you they'll push you they'll walk away from mm-hmm. you they will do all kinds of stuff completely so it's it's such a neat thing that you've developed with 
your love of horses and your love of people and how, all your training to build those connections. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It true. It true. I know. I know. I'm like I. I know. I can't argue. I am a girl that gets to do exactly what she wants to do every single day of her life. Like, how do you? I, you're right. Yeah. I am. I'm so. I'm so blessed. I really am. Cool. Mm-hmm. So what? What I'd love to talk about is, um, and we have a break coming up here in a second. But I know that you took this power of mindfulness and connection and and took it into business in Italy. I did. You know, so, and you did that for two years? I did. Cool. Mm -hmm. So what I would love to do is we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, would love to talk about that experience in Italy and what you learned about bringing mindfulness and connection into those team building exercises and working with people there. Mm -hmm. Sound good? Perfecto. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we will take a quick break and we will be back in a couple minutes with Tara Shad and um, we'll see you on the other side. Thanks. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Terry Geller can bring her extensive experience, compassion, and humor to your next business keynote or event. Terry can show you how mindful-based approaches can reduce stress, improve responsiveness, and impact your creativity and decision-making in a positive way. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com for information on solutions for issues that your organization might be facing. Work from the inside out. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com or feel free to email Terry at TerryGaller.com. Innovative Mindful Solutions is your source for comprehensive training for business leaders wanting to get the best out of themselves and their teams now. Set up a consultation today. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com for information on leadership training, team building, customizing workshops, and overall solutions for issues that your organization might be facing. Work from the inside out. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com or feel free to email Terry at TerryGaller.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Innovative Mindful Solutions with Terry Galler. If you have a question or a comment for today's guest, call us at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to terry at terrygaller.com. Now, back to Innovative Mindful Solutions. 
Hi, and welcome back to Innovative Mindful Solutions. I'm here with my guest, Tara Shad, and we were talking about the power of connection and mindfulness. So I know that you went to Italy several years ago to work with businesses and bring mindfulness into, into was it companies or was it into groups? It was actually to develop a leadership um, profiling system at a university. Oh, wow. And mindfulness was the uh, foundation. Okay. So how did that come about? Well, uh, that that is one of the most interesting stories of my life, I think, um, so far. Anyway, okay. I, hope, I hope there's many more interesting <laughs> sure stories and be, not nearly as heartbreaking. But So um, what happened? I actually had been running home copy. I was engaged to be married, and I came home from work uh, one Friday evening, and my fiancé sat me down and said that he wasn't in love with me and that he... Um, was going to call off the wedding. And it was complete, I was completely blindsided by it and broke, like literally so brokenhearted. I, I didn't even think that it was real, but I flew wow. um, immediately to go see my graduate advisor um, to just to spend some time with her. And um, she, we were laying by the fire and she said, why don't you come with me to Italy? I'm going to go over over holiday break to sit on a panel to research um, or, or to put together a leadership development system at an MBA co- college in, in Oslo. And you have been working with companies using horses, so maybe you would have something to add. And and so I ended up cashing in my ticket for my wedding in Hawaii, changed it over to Italy, and flew to Italy with her. Wow. Um, And... After being there a week, we we developed. I was sitting on a panel of I think six other people, and um, we had created a bunch of instruments we were going to use to profile leaders, and had determined that mindfulness was going to be the base component piece. And by the time I got done after that week um, in this little Italian village, they offered me a job to come back and help continue continue the work. And so I packed up. I'm completely brokenhearted. I I couldn't. I didn't want to stay in Scottsdale at that point. Sure. And went basically to Italy to work and to heal. That's amazing. <laughs> so literally on the heels of all of this, this opportunity opens up and yes. lays at your feet to say, "Come to Italy." Yes. It's almost like eat, pray, love. <laughs> it, it completely was. And I think that this that's one of the like. I think that mindfulness can be really abstract for people. It can be associated with Buddhism. It can be associated with all these different rituals and having to sit on a cushion. But actually, you don't have – mindfulness is a daily practice that can can – that can and should be used outside of the cushion. It should be used as I'm sitting here talking to you and noticing like when my heart rate is raising and when I feel like I'm getting nervous and when my palms begin to sweat a little bit or right. I stop breathing, right? Like right. That, that is the practice of mindfulness that you actually get to apply that every moment of your life. Right. And when I had this opportunity to... Um, go study. I mean, the irony of the whole thing is that you had told me that I was a very mindful person. Now I'm getting shoved into this opportunity where 
all I know is how broken I am. And I know that I can't work in the United States anymore. And I know that I can't be anywhere close to where my ex-fiance lives. And I, I know that I need to heal. And my sole job is going to be to study emotions and study mindfulness. And I'm getting paid to do that in a little village of Italy um, in the most broken state that I could have been in. Wow, that, that's like, amazing. You, Yeah, yeah. It, it truly, it's like, you have to be able to look at those times where you're like, I'm in so much pain, emotional pain right now, and yet I know that I want to heal from this. Like, So right. just being very clear in that intentional state, right, right. And, which you can do when you're living fully present in your body. Right, because those two things can be present at the same yes. time. Yes. That pain and opportunity, you yes. know, brokenness and healing yes. can be present at the same time in the same moment. But so often, we try to either numb out that pain or ignore that pain or run from it. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't lead us anywhere but bad. Right. <laughs> you know, so if we can lean in mm -hmm. and embrace the pain while we're also looking at healing or opportunities or, you know, discovering pasta and all kinds of yes. wonderful things in Italy. Yes. You know, it can... It can put you in a very different space, and it sounds like it did exactly that for you. Yes, and I think, you know, as I had read, as, as you had talked to me, I began reading about mindfulness, and it really felt still super abstract for me, but the idea of pain management through mindfulness practice of just noticing leaning into the pain noticing when it ebbs and when it flows and if it's sharp or if it's dull or if it right. and, and I think because I was crying I was just crying like 24 I won't say 24 because I wasn't that wouldn't be mindful but I would say 18 <laughs> hours a day there was t there were tears in my eyes right and I sure. was constantly walking around with my right hand clenched and I, I so I was holding all that pain in my body and yet here I am when you just get, sit there and get really present with it and you just notice like, like okay, I, I, I'm still hurting. There's still thoughts of him in there, but I'm not crying. So there's a little bit of relief. Right. Okay. That's a little bit of relief. Okay. I'm crying again, but I'm not going to judge that. Okay. Now, I, you know, so right. just getting really present with that. Right. So how did that help you develop a leadership program and how did you take that into that arena of leadership? Well, to get past kind of like all the boring pieces of it, um, <laughs> there it, it was really exciting, but just to put things in like useful terms, right? As leaders, we were profiling for the types of people that were most um, prone to be great leaders. And what we see um, what we see in great leaders is um, a, a, an increased ability from a professional or sorry, from a personality standpoint of um, to self-regulate. And so there's the, one of the major scales that we were using was with the NEO PI3. It's a five-factor personality assessment. And we were looking at this impulsivity um, facet in personality. And what we know is that impulsivity can, it leads to making unfortunate decisions sometimes. They're unmindful decisions. Right. They're right? reactive, not responsive. Exactly. Exactly. So we were, we were very specifically looking at that as one of the facets for great leadership. 
Um, and so I spent a lot of time studying um, impulsivity and how you could decrease impulsivity, that it's one facet of the personality that can actually change over time with a mindfulness practice. And so right. we want, so we were coaching a lot of um, MBAs and undergraduates and executives during that period. And we were, and mindfulness was going to be the foundational piece outside of the personality profiling through the, through the personality assessments that we were administ- administering. And so we actually entered integrated mindfulness into the um, daily practice of the MBA students and the undergraduates and then paying attention to their physiological factors that were arising during emotionally induced um, situations right um, through heart rate respiration etc and then we were also doing a lot of trainings on uh, emotions and how to control the emotions and identify the emotions in the body. Okay. Yeah. So all of those things went into helping MBA students who are going to be future leaders learn how to Mm self-regulate and move away from that impulsivity in a way that they could stay both in their reasonable mind and in their emotional mind to make good decisions. Right. So they could stay really balanced. Yeah. And I think, you know, the next step of that would begin to would be to begin to understand the thoughts that no longer serve you. So, you know, we, we begin right. to, in the practice of mindfulness, you can un- first begin to... Um, really get present with the sensations that are in the body that are arising in a situation. You can begin to notice the thoughts that are arising in a situation. And if there seems to be a pattern of thoughts, like one of my persistent thoughts is you're not smart enough. You're not smart enough. You shouldn't be sitting on this this radio show right now with Terry. She's so much smarter than you. Oh you know, yeah. so there, right? you're not you're not as smart as your sister. And it, it comes from a long line of being told by that I wasn't the smart one in my family, right? And so okay. there's yeah. and those things get embedded in there, and there are those tapes that run in the back of our head all the time. They're so deep in there. And and if you just go, oh, there's that thought again. Oh my gosh. Like when that thought comes up, like my heart constricts or I don't do that speech. I don't take that leap. I don't start that business. I don't, oh, I, I don't want to make them mad. That's another one that comes up. I, I, I'm not doing enough. I, I don't want to make them mad. That's the part of leadership that, that's the thought that, that affects my leadership all the time because I don't want to hold people accountable to what I ask them to do because I don't want them to be mad at me. Right. And that right. And that's a really hard place to be because in order, you know, Brene Brown talks a lot about in order to be good leaders, you have to be boundaried and you have to hold people accountable. And that's where you can be your most effective. Yes. And that's scary to do, to say, yes. hey, this wasn't okay with me and I need you to change or I need you to do this. Yes. And so in that practice of mindfulness where you really, like I would have all the students really break down and myself, like break down thought, feeling, emotional reaction, behavior. Like it, this, here's the situation. Here's my thought. Here's my feeling. Here's my emotional response. Here's my behavior. And if that thought starts coming up over multiple situations, you know that that thought probably isn't serving you anymore. Right. Right. Like that's right. a pattern of thought that you've brought in since you've been three years old. Now, now you're 42. You don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's time to let that one go. Yeah. But it, but I think those kind of thoughts, and I think you're really onto something that those thoughts are so automatic and they're so ingrained in us that we, we if we don't be observant about them, mm-hmm. they just run and and we they run so automatically. We're not even 
really aware that that's the tape that we're listening to and responding to and setting the tone of our life right. against. Yes, yes. And another thing like we would have, and I have leaders or even my own employees or interns doing now, like your feet aren't moving towards that situation. Like physically, your feet are backing away. Physically, your feet are frozen right now. Physically, you're moving towards. Physically, your heart is opening. Physically, you're, you're like, let's get into just the physiology of what's happening right, right now. Right. So if you're closing or moving away from, there's a thought in there. What's it, or there's a, there's a fear in there. So what's the thought right now? What's the thought? What's the thought? When you walk into Hunkabi, this is how we talk to one. You're in flight. You're in flight. You're in freeze. You're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and, and you, there's a thought process to that. And, yes. and I think that, you know, I talked about this on a show a little while ago is that our body is our first line of defense, that yes. our body will tell us what's going on. But how often in this society have we trained ourselves to stop listening to our bodies? Always. We do it all the time. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm hungry. I don't have time to eat. Oh, I'm exhausted, but I can't go to sleep because I have X and Y and Z on my to-do list yet. You know, or I'm feeling really anxious, but I'm not going to give myself a chance to step away or to breathe mm -hmm. or to do things that take care of my body mm -hmm. and put me in a better place. Mm -hmm. We sabotage ourselves with that so often. Yes, completely. So as you went through this study and this work in Italy, did you see how this really changed leaders? Did you see the outcome of it that it really made a, a significant impact on them? Yes, I mean, from the from the perspective of um, people becoming more mindful, being able to identify thoughts, being able, being able to identify personality traits, that really integrating in that mindfulness practice um, for, for the students that I worked with. Okay, great. So, um, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and we will come back and talk more with Tara. Thanks. Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Innovative Mindful Solutions is your source for comprehensive training for business leaders wanting to get the best out of themselves and their teams now. Set up a consultation today. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com for information on leadership training, team building, customizing workshops, and overall solutions for issues that your organization might be facing. Work from the inside out. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com or feel free to email Terry at TerryGaller.com. Terry Geller can bring her extensive experience, compassion, and humor to your next business keynote or event. Terry can show you how mindful-based approaches can reduce stress, improve responsiveness, and impact your creativity and decision-making in a positive way. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com for information on solutions for issues that your organization might be facing. Work from the inside out. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com or feel free to email Terry at TerryGaller.com. 
What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Innovative Mindful Solutions with Terry Galler. If you have a question or a comment for today's guest, call us at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Terry at terrygaller.com. Now, back to Innovative Mindful Solutions. So, hi, welcome back. I'm with Tara Shad, the d- executive director of Hoon Copy Programs. And we were so having such a lovely, mindful conversation that I completely forgot about the commercial break. So, we are back. So, hi. <laughs> hi. So, what do you think mindfulness can do for business or for leadership? I th- what do you think is the what do you think the best superpower of that is? Do you think it's about responsiveness? Do you think it's about emotional control? Is it all of the above? What from your experience? I don't experience? think that there's a way that mindfulness can't improve leadership. There's the super. I mean, it is a superpower to be mindful in your your relationships with your employees, to be mindful of your relationship with yourself as you're trying to be a leader, and to be mindful of um, how you are um, being a business leader in the community is, you know, from branding to marketing to sales to values and knowing. um, Mission statements and how you connect with customers and colleagues and the, the larger community around you, yes. there's so much to think about. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, I mean, as an entrepreneur and um, a leader, I, I, it's something I apply to my life every single day. And I'm not perfect at it. And I and I certainly, it's not like I, I always laugh when people think I walk around levitating but <laughs> I, because I don't. Um, but I know when I wake up and how my based on how the focus of my eye is and how quickly I'm my walks stride is across the floor, how anxious I am and if I should interface with any of my employees at that time. You know, like right. Um I know what annoys me. I know the thoughts of why it's annoying me. I know um I know the greatest gift I think has been to know when I'm like truly moving in fear of loss or moving in flow of something that is scary as all heck and yet I know that somehow that vibration that is that I'm carrying in my body is um, one that's going to lead to great rewards right and I think you hit on a, a really perfect world which word which is no yeah you know for me that idea of mindfulness is that centered place where I know what I'm thinking I know what I'm feeling I know what my body's doing and that's the place where 
I can connect to my intuition that really moves me forward and says, okay, you may be scared right now. You may be thinking you can't do this. Your body's freaking out a little bit. But if you really get centered and grounded, you know what the right thing is. Or there's an opportunity in front of you that you want to go do. Mm -hmm. And when you lean into that knowing place, Mm -hmm. that's when the magic happens. That's when things shift. Yes. You know, and that's a really, I think that's for me what mindfulness is. It's not, like you said, sitting on a cushion going, oh, you know, for an hour, which can, it can be that. That's how you get to that place of knowing. And then you're able to use that and execute in in a pr- very practical sense. Right. But I think the thing I learned from you is, is watching it in a practical sense, mm-hmm. that it is standing, you know, with a horse, being aware of your breath, being aware of the horse's breath, you know brushing that animal in a way that is connected, not disconnected in your head while you're doing something mindlessly. Mm-hmm. But, and I think those things are the things that can translate to work, to leadership, to executives, to employees. How often are people stressed out and anxious and going 90 miles an hour and not aware of what's happening around them and I can't imagine how functional they can be in that state of mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. So what do you think, what, like, what do you think is the best way, or not the best way, but in your experience, to get centered and grounded, it, whether it's in a personal situation or a business situation, how do you do it? Is it is it more somatic stuff? Like, what's... Like, what's a really quick, easy way for our listeners to kind of get back connected to themselves or to where they are? I think it's individual, actually, and I can give a couple of hints. Sure. Um, you know, I have I have friends that are yogis that are that are um, very practiced sitting meditators, and I think that you can get centered either one of those ways. I'm an avid runner and I get I have to go running before I go before I go into the office because it allows me to check in with every single bone in my body and allows me to know um, and to get just the get present with the sensations in my body where I know where I'm holding anxiety, I know where I'm holding fear, I know where I'm holding depression, I know where I'm holding irritation, you know, so and that those all show right. up different ways in my body. So I think that a, a nice little ritual for people to, to to do is either to a sit if you if you're not an active person like myself, which is totally fine, just do a quick five minute sitting practice where you just sit and just just sit and you can start with your toes and move to your head and just draw attention to your toe, draw attention to your ankle, a quick body scan, right. the knee, the hips, and just notice the sensations that are in your body. Notice maybe in that. Um, space, what thoughts are coming through your mind, and, and notice if that's causing your heart rate to rise. Get in touch with the, the way your heart is beating. Get in touch with the way your lungs are breathing. And, right. and um, Or you can have a ritual of, uh, you know, one of the things I do now is I walk around the farm every morning and every night. That's how I start my day. And I check in with the horses, and it's like I'm holding a cup of coffee, and I'm just getting present with the weather, the temperature, the horses, how my feet are moving, and I'm getting settled. 
the way to become the best leader is to know where you stand in your own two feet before you walk into the room and try to lead. And once you know what you're bringing into that room, then anything that hits your nervous system that day is is the outside, right? Like right. that's somebody that's from somebody else. Right. And then you can go, "Oh, I wasn't feeling that way before I just talked to that person. They must be anxious right now or they must be really happy right now or or whatever it is. You need to know how your nervous system is feeling that day and then you can introduce it to other nervous systems (laughs) (laughs) hi my nervous system meets your nervous system and i think that that's you know that's one of the ways that i really have begun describing it to leaders and to um and to even our little kids that we work with because it's not personal we have this amazing life and crap happens to it and sometimes it's a good day and sometimes it's a bad day and our nervous system is here to protect us. Right. And it's been here to protect us and sometimes it's holding on to protection from the time we were two. But right. our nervous system, my nervous system is meeting your nervous system and, and it's not personal. Right. So what do we need to do to balance out and clear the nervous system before they come together? And that's a great way to look at it because you're right. If you're not aware of what's going on in your own body, on your own two feet, and aren't owning that, mm-hmm. you're going to be triggered by everybody else's stuff around you. Yes. And then it gets very easy as a leader to start blaming other things and other situations. And it, and it makes it very hard to respond in real time, I would think. Right. And, and blaming or pointing the finger, or and then you can begin to know, okay, I'm starting to get agitated right now. I'm going to blame this person. That's that's not being a personally responsible leader. Right. You know? Right. And all it does is, as a leader, everybody's looking to you to set the tone and the energy of the office and the vibration of that of that group. Right. So you have a great responsibility as a right. leader to get very present with what you're bringing when you when you walk in a room. Right. But do you think that most leaders sometimes get tied up in this idea that they have to know everything or they have to have it right in order to walk in the room instead of just what you're describing, which is I just need to be present. I need to be connected to my values. I need to be open to ideas and what other people are bringing. Certainly. And then do it that way versus operating out of fear that it has to go a certain way in order for it to be perfect or to be right. Yeah, I I think that that thought is so important because, of course, as a leader, you you wouldn't be a leader if you didn't want to do it right. True. you wouldn't be. You would. You wouldn't want. So. So that thought again. There's nothing wrong with the thought. It's where does it serve you and where does it not serve you. And right. sometimes the 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 mindfulness is acknowledging I'm having that thought and I also feel like I'm exhausted and I'm failing right now. Right. You know, like that's right. the raw and vulnerable piece of it. And what if I'm not right is also the secondary thought. So what's the thought underneath of that thought? And right. how is that how is how is that changing your posturing as you're walking into the room? Exactly. Exactly. You, and, and it's gonna affect everything. But I think the other piece of that is, and we can talk a little bit more about this in the next segment, mm-hmm. is that idea of willingness to be vulnerable. And 
you know, again, I love Brene Brown, and, and she talks about how vulnerability and bravery are two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. That in order to make brave decisions, in order to step out in the world, in order to be a good leader, you also have to be willing to be vulnerable. Completely. And, and vulnerability is not that you're just, you know, spilling your guts all over the place, but it's about being open-hearted. It's about yes. being willing to be open to the experience of what's happening both within you and what's going on around you. Completely. Yes. Yes. And, and also not being vulnerable um, for ego. Yeah. And there's a tough part. <laughs> <laughs> right. But that, that too is just another, that's another layer of just understanding the thought and how you react to the thought and, and the, 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 the love versus fear reaction in the Absolutely. body. So, so, We're going to take another quick break. And so maybe our listeners, while you're out there, do me a favor. Do a little check-in with yourself. Mm. See how you feel. Notice notice what your toes feel like on the floor. Notice what's going on in your body for a minute. And we're going to be back in two minutes and just see how that feels. And we'll be back with the wonderful Tara Shad in a few minutes. Thanks. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Terry Geller can bring her extensive experience, compassion, and humor to your next business keynote or event. Terry can show you how mindful-based approaches can reduce stress, improve responsiveness, and impact your creativity and decision-making in a positive way. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com for information on solutions for issues that your organization might be facing. Work from the inside out. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com or feel free to email Terry at TerryGaller.com. Innovative Mindful Solutions is your source for comprehensive training for business leaders wanting to get the best out of themselves and their teams now. Set up a consultation today. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com for information on leadership training, team building, customizing workshops, and overall solutions for issues that your organization might be facing. Work from the inside out. Visit InnovativeMindfulSolutions.com or feel free to email Terry at TerryGaller.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Innovative Mindful Solutions with Terry Galler. If you have a question or a comment for today's guest, call us at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to terry at terrygaller.com. Now, back to Innovative Mindful Solutions. 
Hi, and welcome back. So hopefully you took a couple minutes to kind of check in with yourself, see what your body's doing, see what you noticed. And that really is a lot about what mindfulness is. It's about observation. It's about noticing. Tara and I were just talking on the break that it's it's a practice. It's something it's something you have to bring yourself to as you do it. It's a simple practice, but it's not easy. It's not always so easy true. to do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're right because it's going to bring stuff up. Yes. It's going to bring stuff up. It's going to bring up stuff, from, like you said, from the past and when you're two. It's going to bring up stuff about what's going on. It's going to bring about having to step back from those thoughts about confusion or self-doubt or criticism and all of those things that we all bring to whatever leadership position or job that we're in. And those sometimes are scary things to look at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I just to give a quick example, um, as we were getting ready to come back on, I got a I saw a text come across my phone about um, giving somebody a job offer, and I, I because um, a piece of my personality is to be very thorough and competent and follow up. And all of a sudden, I got just this like rush of a, of adrenaline <laughs> through my body, and all of a sudden, I had this thought of oh my gosh, I've totally let that person down and I haven't done that. And oh, oh my God, I have to hurry up and get home so I can do that. And and the actual, like those are just things that happened so, f- I, I clenched my hands and I felt like I needed to answer that text right away, but I'm sitting here with Terry. And so like in a split second, this impulse to um, get back because I'm afraid that I'm not being competent is, it was such a strong urge. But in actuality, right. I don't actually have to respond to that right now right like right. it doesn't matter if I respond now or 15 minutes from now or tomorrow because I actually you know because I, I just don't have to right but that, just noticing that sequence of events of thoughts and physiological responses just from getting that one text and imagine that as a leader you're getting 25 50 100 of those a day right plus emails and phone calls yes. and deadlines and all of those things and I think that's what technology has done to our lives is that we used to be able to go home at the end of the day and could shut it all off and not have to deal with it. And now we have the office in our pocket and it buzzes at nine o'clock at night when we're trying to settle down or there's yes. an email that comes up that says, oh, should I get back to that? Or, you know, and and there's all of these thoughts and feelings that go along mm-hmm. with this constant barrage of technology that never lets us rest. Yeah. And makes you feel like a failure when you're not keeping up with it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And how many of us really can keep up yes, with it? It's right. impossible. Right. It's impossible. The, the, I don't think we've evolved fast enough right. to keep up with the amount of technology in our lives. It, we just haven't. Right. But what we can do is go back to this mindfulness practice of what happens when I receive something through technology and and my reactivity to it. Right. 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 And I think that's just it. You know, I, I say to a lot of clients a lot of times, you know, answering a text is actually optional. Yeah. It, 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 we don't have to respond to it immediately, mm-hmm. but there's so often this perception that if I don't respond to it immediately, here's the thought, 
that that person doesn't think I like them or that person doesn't think I care about their mm -hmm. what that information I need to give them. Or we start making all kinds of assumptions based on response time when that may not be what's happening at all. Right. And yeah. so it makes it really, really challenging. Mm -hmm. Really challenging. Completely. So it really is important for us to be able to step back from that process and be able to see what we bring in order to be good leaders mm -hmm. and to have that experience where we can then create that culture that we want to create in our mm -hmm. businesses and our lives. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So tell me what you got going on at the at the farm coming up. I know mm -hmm. you have the, your heart thing, which is Christmas. So talk yes. about Christmas a little bit, what you do every Christmas at the farm, which I think is such an, a wonderfully beautiful thing that you do. Thank you. Yeah, it is. It's my favorite day of the year. On Christmas, this will be the 13th annual Christmas at the farm at Hooncopy, and we will host children um, I used to say homeless, but I'll say without homes and without their families. I, I guess they technically have homes. Um, they're living in group homes or foster care. Um, foster care. Um, and uh, and so they will join us at the farm. Um, we typically have, we're limiting it to 100 volunteers this year. Last year we had 175 and it was way too many. Um, not because it's not awesome, but just because it was overwhelming in the amount of volunteers. Yeah, that's that a lot had. to manage. <laughs> yes. So um, the kids will come in, they'll ride horses, they'll have scavenger hunts, they'll have um, presents from Santa and, and meals. We're looking for people to donate, um, restaurants to donate food. We're looking for some volunteers. Um, we are looking for people to donate the, the toys. Um, we're getting really simple. I want to stay really strict around, this is a, t a quality time day um, of giving love and we're not going to get wrapped up in all of the toy different types of toys, but right. I would like to gift um, every child with a stuffed animal horse. Um, you can find that on our website under our events, hooncopy.org. Um, you can sign up or donate um, on the page for that. So that's coming up on Christmas Day, 3 to 5. Okay. Um, another thing that I'm really looking forward to um, that we will be posting on our Facebook page, Instagram, as, as well as our website is a new um, yoga and horses event. It's going to be on January, January 7th, and then we will have a sound healing as well um, on the first full moon in January. So look for those events to come up on our website, all about getting present in our body um, con and connection. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So how many people can you have for the yoga and horses? Uh, we are going to take 10. 10. Only 10. Yes. Okay. So, so I it's expect that be, to sell out quickly. It's going to be like an intensive. Yes. Yes. Nice. 10. And then we will have more events and hopefully that will be a weekly event at the farm. Uh, okay. And then we will host the sound healing, which will be, uh, I, I'm imagining about m maxing at 50. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. You have some amazing things coming up. And I, I love that you also do dinners where you have mindful eating yes. and you just had a hoedown with music and and moving and all kinds of wonderful things. Yeah. So I, I just love what you've done. And you've done amazing things, not only for children and vets and other people, but you've done amazing things in this community. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so proud to know you, and I just think you've done just such wonderful work Thank and you, continue Terry. to do such wonderful work. So um, if you need to get a hold of Tara, what's a good email address for people to reach you if they need to? Love at hooncopy.org, L-O-V-E at H-U-N-K-A-P-I dot O-R-G. 
Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So, or, or, and then the website is hooncopy.org as well. Yep. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook as Tara Shad. Okay. Hooncopy programs. Perfect. Perfect. So if you're interested in volunteering, it's a wonderful day at the farm. Mm -hmm. You really want to open up your heart and really feel the true meaning of Christmas. It's a great thing to do. And it's a wonderfully mindful thing to do. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I can't thank you enough. I'm so happy you came. And I'm just thrilled that you've been here today. Me too. It's been a joy. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. So this has been Innovative Mindful Solutions. I'm Terry Galler. If you want to reach me, you can always email me at terry at terrygaller.com. You can also like me on Facebook. The links are at the bottom of my um, page on Voice America. Um, it's also under Terry Galler LPC. I'm also on Twitter and on LinkedIn. So find me. And if you're interested in having innovative, mindful solutions work for your business, give me a call or email me. And I can love to show you what innovative, mindful solutions can do for your business. So in the meantime, don't forget to work from the inside out. And we'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you for tuning in this week. Innovative Mindful Solutions with Terry Galler can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.